Hello and welcome to the first ever Gray Matter podcast. Uh, today we will be looking at a variety of topics and, you know, I had a lot to talk about in this week's newsletter. So I said, what better way than to do it in audio form? So uh, I don't know if this is going to work well, but we're going to try our best and hopefully you have some fun listening to it. It's definitely going to be a change. And if y'all like it, I'll keep doing it because I know I'm going to love hearing myself talk. First, an ad. This episode is sponsored by Uber. Do you want to pay $27 to get from Rice to Midtown? Or $35 to get from Rice to NRG? Well, then go with Uber, the best alternative to asking your friends for a ride. Uber. To start, one second, (coughs) we will be looking at the current landscape of basketball. Uh, As you probably know from my previous emails, the basketball season is about a month in, and there are a few storylines that really are all over the airwaves of the many podcasts I listen to. We have stories about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving being disgruntled and hating their spot. We have stories about Russell Westbrook and LeBron and the Lakers' slow start. We also have stories of success. We look at the Celtics after losing their coach uh, after a finals berth, getting off to a hot start. We have teams like the Utah Jazz, who literally have no players and are currently fourth in the West. All these things have led to a pretty pretty slow start, in my opinion, to the NBA season, but has the potential to be one of the deepest, most entertaining postseasons that we've had in a while. Um, I want to start by talking about money in the NBA. I don't know why that came into my head, but that's what we're going to go with. And I think it's important to look at the issues that we have with player salaries, So in the coming years, we're going to see a spike in the salary cap. So many players will be getting paid significantly more versus what the traditional that type of player would get paid. And it's leading to a lot of issues among teams. Uh, You look at the Warriors right now. The Warriors are currently 12th in the West after winning a championship. And a lot of that comes down to Draymond punching one of the best players. But also Draymond being concerned about, is he going to get paid? The Warriors concerned about, do we need to pay all of these young guys on our roster? And stuff like that. So a lot of these teams are sacrificing what otherwise could be a really strong team for the sake of money. So I'll ask you. Obviously, I don't think any of us are going to be in a situation where we're making you know, $50 million a year. But is it worth sacrificing a little to win? I think that's where you see a lot of players uh, like Bradley Beal, who most of y'all probably don't know, who's taking a massive pay raise to just lose in Washington. Sorry to all my D.C. people. But I think we could look and take a note from the 2010s era San Antonio Spurs. I remember being amazed with how little uh, Tim Duncan was making relative to people of his quality. He was making about $10 million back then. And most of the best players were closer to that $20 million mark. And this allowed them to have players like Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili that they could pay and keep a high-quality roster for the sake of winning. So Tim Duncan was a winner. 
A lot of these players are in it for the money. Are you a winner? You'll just have to see. Now time for another ad. This video, this podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Are you looking for somewhere to get coffee and do your banking? Well, Capital One has the perfect option for you with Capital One Cafes. All I've wanted to do is study for my econ homework in the Capital One Cafe. And so they really read my mind. All I want to do is hang out with my friends in a bank. Capital One read my mind. Bank with Capital One for all your banking and coffee needs. All right, there's my sip of coffee. So uh, next, to kind of hit on a classic gray matter um, trope, we're going to look at some music. So my friend Brett turned me on to this artist named Smino. Some of you may have heard of him. Uh, he's been on a lot of uh, Chance the Rapper and maybe a few other people's uh, songs and, oh, Doja Cat and some J. Cole stuff. And he kind of has an eccentric personality, quite, quite the interesting guy. And he just recently put out an album called Love for Rent. It came out October 28th and has a lot of really fun, funky songs. The biggest song from this album will probably be 90 Proof, which includes one of the best J. Cole verses I've heard in a while. Um, it's perfectly balanced with a kind of smooth, uh, floating type music with Smino, and then comes in hard with a J. Cole verse that leaves you with your brow furrowed, to say the least. Right after that, it goes into a song called Pro Freak, uh, which features multiple female artists. Uh, I think that's pretty cool to have some female rappers that are uh, actually good at the game and not just out here for shock value. Uh, sorry. And then it goes into Ol' Ask Kendrick, which is a different song, kind of more of that funky feeling. Um, but a lot of these songs are definitely different than what you would see in the traditional R&B sense today. Uh, Smino's taking a lot of risks, and it feels like he is um, really capitalizing on what is a different uh, type of R&B that many people kind of shy away from in the popular culture. Uh, but 90 Proof has the potential to be a big song. It's not really going to hit the top of the charts, but it's, it's a really quality song. And I've loved listening to it. It got me hyped before my race last week. So another sip of coffee and then we continue. All right. So I don't think I talked about the Drake and 21 Savage album, but... I listened to it for the first time when I was going home a couple weeks ago, and honestly, I was surprised with how entertained I was. After listening to Honestly Nevermind from Drake like 55 times in order to write an album review, I wasn't expecting much. Um, after Certified Lover Boy, I was very middle on a lot of the songs in the album, and uh, Drake and 21's newest uh, project really surprised me. Uh, there's a lot of fun songs. Uh, it really feels, uh, as one of my friends put it, that 21 and Drake are just kind of screwing around and having fun. They they have a lot of, it feels like over-exaggerated songs, and I feel like they're doing that on purpose. Drake's been in the news a lot for for a lot of things lately, and it feels like he's finally leaning into the Drake is extra, Drake is all of these things kind of trope, and I think it kind of suits him. I think he has realized, he's like, guys, I'm Drake. I can do whatever I want. And he's going to do that. So that's that's great. Good for Drake. 
Uh, my personal favorite song from the album is Treacherous Twins. As a twin myself, I found myself relating to most of the parts of this song. Uh, maybe minus the treacherous part. I hope that I'm not treacherous, but if I am, let me know in the comments. Um, I also really like the song featuring Travis Scott, whose name I'm not going to say. Um, I thought it was really interesting that they chose uh, that word to put in the title of the song. Because I feel like that kind of just ruins its chance of being a, a top-of-the-charts hit. But, you know, I don't think Drake is too worried about that. Uh, this album has some songs that feel like Drake was just trying to get out enough records to make an album. Kind of lazy, the flow isn't that great. But there are some songs where 21 really shines, where Drake honestly does a great job. And overall, I found myself coming back to this album when I'm driving around, just trying to chill. Um, when I'm trying to get hyped up for something. So I think I think Drake and 21 did a great job, uh, and hopefully they have more projects in the future. It's It's been a great time listening to that. Yeah. So I think that's enough of our music talk. I'm trying to keep this short for y'all because I know you won't listen to an hour-long podcast. Uh, but the next ad is from Boris Diaw. Speaking of the San Antonio Spurs, Boris Diaw is one of the best power forwards that no one has ever heard of. If you're looking for someone who will crash the glass, maybe shoot a three, and play very mediocre offense, look to Boris Diaw. Are you looking for someone who owns a Parisian basketball team who has one of the best future talents of Victor Wimbenyama on it? Trust Boris Diaw. Boris Diaw. All right. So the last section we're going to be talking about today is a little preview of NCAA cross country. I know most of y'all don't really care about cross country, but uh, the national championships are this weekend. Actually, tomorrow, uh, the women's race goes off at, I believe, 920 Central Time, and the men's race is 50 minutes later at 1010 Central. Um, This year has seen uh, an emergence of probably the deepest uh, teams race that we've seen in a while. On the men's side, it's uh, four teams in the hunt, uh, with the favorite most likely being Stanford. Stanford has three guys that could get top five, which is very, very good. Uh, Then that's followed by NAU, who's won five out of the last six national titles. And BYU, who is known for just having a ton of really solid Mormon runners. And Oklahoma State, who's actually hosting the meet. Um, Oklahoma State has a lot of really good talent, uh, international and um, local, including Texas's very own Alex Mayer, who has the potential to win the race as an individual. Overall, uh, I think I think Oklahoma State could surprise some people. It is at their home course, as I mentioned, and this course isn't your average flat intramural field type race. It's super hilly. The course is grueling. The weather may be bad. And I think Oklahoma State could really shine. But overall, I think that Stanford really is just going to dominate. Um, Charles Hicks is their potential number one. But the thing about it is they also have two other guys who could be their number one on any given day uh, with Cole Sprout and Kai Robinson. All three of these guys bring something different to the table. Um, but I think they could all have an incredible race. And then all you need is two more runners after that. And they have two guys that could be uh, around in the 40, 40s, probably, with Mika Broussard-Rousseau, I think that's his name, and uh, Thomas Boyden. 
And for Oklahoma State, they really don't have somebody who will get top five. Um, other th- or they, don't, they only have one guy who will do that, and Alex Mayer, which makes that difficult. Uh, but they do have a lot of depth. They could get five in, in the top 20, which would be really impressive. Um, NAU, the reigning champ, and again, winner of five of the last six championships, uh, has lost a lot of depth. Uh, they, their best runner from last year turned pro and made the world championship final in the 5K. And they're really lacking a lot of what you would expect from NAU, which is a really strong, gritty team. They have two really strong low sticks, and Nico Young, who could win, and Drew Bosley, who should probably get top 10. But it doesn't look like their 3-4-5 are really coming along this year. But at the same breath, this has happened before, and NAU shocked the world. And by shock the world, I mean win again, so I guess it's not very shocking. But I think it will end up being a great team race. Uh, again, BYU's in there as well with five miscellaneous guys who are all probably 28. And it'll be really interesting to see at 10-10 on ESPNU. Uh, quickly hitting on the women's race. Uh, before the season started, NC State was the massive favorite. Uh, they, they bring back Kaitlin Tui, who's one of the best runners in the country, and Marley Starlipper, who's great, uh, and a few others whose names Savannah Shaw, uh, something Seymour. See, I know some names, guys. Look at me. Um, but they haven't performed as dominantly as you would have expected. Still a super strong team that should win by a lot. But they've had some injuries. They've had some mediocre performances. And cross country is one of those sports where you never know what's going to happen till the day it happens. So uh, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they match up against uh, the second place potential team in, in New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico for the last couple of years has had four or five girls who could all like finish in the top 20, um, but they also at the same breath could have four or five girls finish in the top 40 or top 50, and that's not really going to do it against NC State. So um, I think New Mexico could shock the world and, and take down NC State, but that would also be very surprising. Um, as I mentioned, Caitlin Tui is probably the favorite in the in the individual race from NC State, uh, but there's potential of Parker Valby from Florida, America's heartthrob, potentially coming in and busting up the party and going for the win. She's had a really strong season. We saw her race at A and M, and she killed people. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. Again, that race is bright and early at nine twenty a.m. on ESPNU. Um, it's pretty fun to watch. I think it's pretty entertaining. And uh, they're, they're going to have some good broadcasters, including Kyle Merber, who's one of my favorites, uh, who actually knows the sport. A lot of the times they get people who really don't know what's going on, but he's super knowledgeable. And we'll do a good job of explaining it if you don't really know what's going on. But a great thing to do while you're drinking your morning cup of coffee, getting ready for a long day of college football. Yeah. So the last ad read is from... Your local Mexican food restaurants in rural towns. Have you ever been driving through middle of nowhere Alabama and you see just a Mexican restaurant that looks very festive? Go in. The food's probably great. The people are probably looking for non-country people to eat with them. And you'll get great prices. Mexican food in rural towns. So for this outro as we're, we're coming to the end of this podcast, I just wanted to thank you for listening this far. I'm sure there's only about three of y'all that have made it this far, but this has honestly been pretty fun. Uh, It's currently 8.45 in the morning on this Friday, 
and uh, I can't help but be thankful for for what has been a, a roller coaster ride of a semester. Um, you know, I feel like as the weather has turned, I heard somebody say this yesterday. Uh, people get seasonal depression, right? It gets dark, it gets cold, whatever. I think I get reverse seasonal depression. Um, the last few days of waking up and it's 40 degrees has been awesome, been like the highlight of my semester. Uh, I love running outside when it's cold. I love wearing hoodies, all of the cool fall tropes. And I've said tropes three times, four times on this podcast, so I apologize. But I think that we should all embrace this fall weather. In Houston, we haven't really had anything but 80 to 95 degrees with a ton of humidity. So we should really eat up what is good weather where we can actually wear cool clothes that have like pants and and hoodies and jackets. So embrace that. Um, we're almost done with the semester, which is crazy. It's almost the holiday season. Next week is Thanksgiving, which will be awesome. Football, food, family, running, golf, all of that stuff. So go ahead and, and eat that up. Enjoy the time and be present. Wow. That's a great end to a podcast, Jack. Now time for the PSs that I put at the end of every single email. The Miami Heat may be bad this year. I'm actually worried. Jimmy Butler's going to get hurt. He looks great, but he's going to get hurt. Kyle Lowry looks like he's a 45-year-old janitor who plays at the rec on, the sun- on Sunday afternoons. And all the random three-point shooters that we have are not doing great. Auburn basketball, looking great. War Eagle, nothing more to say. I've planned a road trip to Seattle for next summer. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to write a really long email about it or maybe a podcast. So look forward to it. Thanks for listening. And this has been the first edition of the Gray Matter podcast. Thank you. Cue the outro music.